morning. Good at the morning. Good morning. Good at the morning. Well, hello there, and salutations to all you cowboys and cowgirls out there riding the range on this fine Oklahoma day. I'm T-Morg. This is good after morning. And I'm live from the Beats by Dr. Dre Super Zoot Blunt Lab and Podcast Center brought to you by Beats by Dr. Dre. And you know what, folks? We are also sponsored by our good friends, Hypernut Cum Supplements. Hypernut. Swallow that. Hold on, I gotta turn my camera back on. Just realized I haven't been recording with my video. How's it going there? Let's do the little sinky clap. Yeehaw. Now we're live, for real. And it was a good weekend for me, folks. I did uh, some much-needed things, like going to work uh, and seeing a Sean Kingston concert impromptu. So my job had a booth at uh, this TU game, Tulsa University, and we were like a, they had like a big tailgate celebration type thing. And fucking Sean Kingston was there and played a set. And um, it was pretty bad. Not going to lie. <laughs> it was pretty bad. He did like five, six covers and maybe like two or three of his own songs. And uh, he had a hype man there the whole time. And he just kept fucking going, Sean Kingston! Like just over and over, like it's Sean. Put him up, put him up. It was just that the whole time, and then fucking beautiful girls. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that was fun and funny. But yeah, man, it was a uh, it was a good weekend. I also played a shitload of Pokemon. I've been streaming some more of that and dude I just need to talk about this for a little bit because I feel like if I don't at least tell people that I know a shitload about Pokemon that it'll always amount to nothing because I know so much about Pokemon that is basically inapplicable to every other aspect of my life <laughs> like I know so much about Pokemon that I weird people out who like Pokemon because there's a certain like you got to really like Pokemon to get into a the comp scene and B any type of Pokemon showdown like battling team building all that type of shit. That is not your average Joe Pokemon is literally the largest IP in the world. There is not a more profit-generating 
fucking brand out there than Pokemon. And I may be capping on that. I don't think I am, though. It's fucking crazy popular. Everybody knows Pokemon. You at least know Pikachu. Like, your grandma knows Pikachu. But whenever I'm like, yeah, I play Pokemon Showdown, or they'll be like, you know, I'll be in a Discord call, and somebody will, like, what are you doing, Taylor? I'm like, oh, I'm playing Pokemon. Like, oh, yeah, which one? And then I have to explain to them that it's a battle simulator, and all you do is battle. And (laughs) it's completely random. (laughs) And a bunch of shit like that. And it just immediately kills the conversation, like, 80% of the time. Like, no, nobody really nerds out on Pokemon like that. And not saying I'm super exclusive. I knew a couple fucking nerds that I went to school with. And I say, I say a couple fucking nerds with endearment in my heart. Like, as, a, uh, as an olive branch. Because I am also a fucking nerd. Like, deep down. I know you guys know me by my swag. But you don't know my story. Okay? (laughs) This is my story. I don't know. I'm just a fucking nerd. (laughs) There's no story. (laughs) I'm a nerd about so much random shit. And it's pretty... um, It's pretty obvious when you get to know me a little bit. But Pokemon, man. I... Like, I will never, ever, ever use any of this info outside of playing Pokemon. So I'm not really a Pokemon content creator. I have been streaming a lot of Pokemon. I don't compete competitively. I don't have, like, any, you know... I'm not a fucking coach. So you know there's Pokemon coaches out there. It's insane. But that's not me, man. That is not me. I just know random move sets and learn sets of like 800 plus fake fucking creatures <laughs> for no reason. I don't know how big the Pokemon Showdown randoms pool is, but every Pokemon that appears in that, I know pretty damn well. And there's rarely like a Pokemon that I see that I don't know like what it wants to do in battle at least a little bit like whether or not it's you know special or physical defensive like potential moves type of shit you know if it wants to set up if it's gonna be a sweeper like all this random shit that like nobody like people are like i like i like for alligator it's a big it's a big gator blue's my favorite color (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and I get it, too. I've got a lot of Pokemon that I like that are just kind of shit competitively, like Snorlax. I don't know if you can see it on the ground over there, but there's a Snorlax plush. And Snorlax did have a time, but not anymore. He's not good anymore. It's kind of lame. I've always identified with the big boy, with Chungus. (laughs) I remembered the big Chungus meme earlier today, and that shit threw me back, bro. That was a good meme era. Oh, Lord, he coming. 
And it's fat Bugs Bunny for some reason. I also know way too much about memes for no fucking reason. Like, I've been in the archives uh, for years now. You know, me and the other scribes keeping the, a firm record of meme history and meme anthropology or meme anthropology as it's known amongst professionals in the trade. Uh, since about late 2012 early 2013 i've had my ear on the pulse of society as far as internet meme culture goes and you know what folks i gotta say you can't put it on a resume you can't you can't, you can't tell uh you can't tell a girl at a bar that you're fucking that you can date memes like based off like events in your life I, I do a similar thing with songs that I do with memes and I usually have some sort of like benchmarking memory attached to them. So like the E Markiplier Lord Farquaad meme, for example. When memes got so ironic, when the black hole got so massive that it eventually collapsed in on itself and ultra irony memes came out and it was literally just a deep fried photo of Markiplier's face on Lorfard Quad's body and it just had the caption E. That was around 2015 when that came out. I would have been a sophomore in high school. <laughs> and uh, that was kind of around the same time fucking Harambe died. I don't remember who I was talking. It might have been my little brother. You know, using Harambe as like a benchmark of human history. Like there's BH and AH before Harambe and after Harambe. Which is fucking valid, honestly. Life, be life before Harambe was simple. And now it's just all fucked up. Ever since Obama didn't bring him back to life <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I was gonna try to pin the events of Harambe on Obama somehow but <laughs> that's a long one to go down wait Harambe Bay Bay San Francisco Bay San Francisco California California it's blue blue a blue state. Blue state Democrats. Democrat president. 2015. It's Barack Obama. Oh my god. Barack Obama did 9-11. <laughs> now if that's not some good. Uh, what is that shit called? The fucking, not inspecting, if that wasn't some good detective work, that's what I was looking for. There we go, there we go, weed brain, weed brain tried to stop me. <laughs> Bro, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get real with you for a little bit, the resistance has been trying to stop me for a long time now. The last, like, 
three podcast episodes I've done. Even the one with Oz, and shout out to Oz. I have a feeling you're listening to this, brother, and if you are, this is for you. If you heard that and you weren't Oz, don't feel flattered. Uh, That was not for you, and it will never be for you. I moan for one man. (laughs) And he's a Pacific Northwest hung daddy that needs my love and affection. (laughs) But the resistance, man. It's the thing that keeps you from doing what you want to do. It's that little nagging fucking feeling in the back of your head. That whenever you go to like make a change in life, whenever you go to better yourself, you know, before you go to the gym, it's that like, ah, I don't want to go to the gym. You know, you can hang out. You're looking pretty good today. You ate clean three days ago and you only had half a tub of ice cream. So you could probably skip the gym today and, uh, oh, you're going to try to record a podcast. Well, that's cool. But what are you going to talk about? I don't think you have anything to talk about. You don't plan anything. So what are you going to do? Are you just going to ramble the whole time? Like what, what's, what's going on in your brain right now? Cause it's probably not worth putting on a podcast and that's the type of shit <laughs> that goes on in my forehead right before I go to record and it's hell. It is hell because I know this is what I want to do. I want to, make money with my voice that's the whole goal podcasting casting streaming it all flows back into the same river you know building up the brand of Timorg. but holy fuck man it weighs on me i need to re-listen to uh this audiobook i got it was the war of art by Stephen Pressfield and it is entirely about the resistance like that's the whole point of the book and it's crazy dude like he talks a lot about you know all these different people who had all these different ways of like overcoming that and what the resistance is they define it they defined like you know what makes someone a high achieving person like those type of things and it's a fucking really good book. I need to run it back. It's only like a two and a half hour long listen. Maybe like a two, three hundred page book total. But it's um, it's a motherfucker, dude. Like even when you th- think you got it beat, eh, I sit down and I oh fuck, I sit down and I'm still just like attacked by it. Like I didn't. I streamed Pokemon for fucking 10 hours. <laughs> and I was going to record a podcast during that stream. Never did. Just put it out of my mind. Thought about it a little bit throughout the day, kind of in the early afternoon as it was going on. I had been online for like fucking six hours at this point. And I just, you know, didn't do it. <laughs> So, I don't know, man. It's hard. It's really hard. And it comes in different ways. It's not just for, like, you know, if you're singing in front of people or, like, you know, doing something creative. 
it's literally anything like anything that could be positive any sort of change anytime you have to step out of the box you know whatsoever put yourself out in front of people out of your comfort zone it it's all the same shit and it can only be called really the resistance i think that's a pretty good fucking name for it i gotta keep pushing man gotta keep pushing i'm gonna really try to work on myself and like build up my own self-image in the next few months and you know just try to like actually be me like i feel like even in situations when I am perfectly comfortable or at least mostly comfortable, it's hard to like actually open up and like be my true self, say the shit I want to say when I want to say it and that type of thing. Um, cause I self censor a lot in a lot of like public situations or situations where like, you know, in casting where I don't really say what I, would actually say like if I was just kind of talking and a lot of that is good because I am a moron and I will say some just really stupid shit and when you're trying to be in a halfway professional (laughs) you know like on air situation you can't just you know just be like ah look at these retards they're fucking (laughs) they're trolling so bad this guy sucks you know just shit like that and it's not all mean stuff but you know what i'm saying like it's like i have a filter on and in more situations than just like casting and things like that especially in public i really censor myself like in a crowd you know i then i feel like it's bad like it really is because it's not totally me like i'm still mostly chill you know i'll hang out you know we can have a good time laughing and vibing but like until i get comfortable with you until i feel your vibe as like a person and honestly whether or not you're gonna like so i think this is where it comes from and i really don't know why but like you're gonna like hate what i have to say or like dislike what i have to say or make a deal out of what i have to say like something like that And it's not the best um, thing to worry about or to even focus on. Because honestly, who gives a fuck? Like, I know words only have the meaning and the power that you give them. Like, words are literally just vibrations in the air that disappear in you know moments as they're spoken like they don't really mean anything when you write shit down it carries a little more significance just as far as lasting because then you know it opens it up to further interpretation but fucking words man like who gives a fuck but somehow i give a fuck (laughs) and i know on here i'm pretty comfortable and i'm like you know honestly this podcast is the most genuine version of myself when you hear me just talking about random bullshit on here making stupid jokes laughing to myself like that is 
that's me being me but like I don't know it's sometimes like it's a uh, it's just a weird you know defense mechanism I guess to like not try to get shut out and I know it comes from like because I am a fucking nerd I grew up in a small town Oklahoma fucking school loving Pokemon loving classic rock 30 years too late you know like legitimately being a nerd and everyone else around me is like into T-Pain and Usher (laughs) and into badass cool stuff like motocross and like fucking banging puss (laughs) like I legit like there was a part of me that like cared about like what girls thought back in the day but like until my nuts dropped I really didn't give a fuck to like you know hang around a girl like once my nuts dropped and I got a cell phone that's whenever I was like actually like I will do anything for you my queen (laughs) I will die right now for you and there's little to nothing you can do to stop me except give me your fucking everlasting love (laughs) and I need 20 bucks hey what up, big dog? <clears throat> Sitting here recording the cast. Recording the cast, man. Hitting that cast. Speaking about resistance. The resistance is a bishance. It's a fucking... It's a real bishance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got Mr. ZK on the on the feature. Let's try that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he just hit a nice workout. And uh, we're going to be going to Art Home later. It's been a long time since we went to Art Home. It's yes. been like a year. Yeah. Well, man. we went to the Halloween one. I remember doing that. I went with Alex a couple times, I think, too. Yeah, I, I legit haven't been, I think, since that Halloween one. Really? Maybe maybe we went to one after that. Since Not since Christmas, I don't think, for sure. Like, I don't... I don't know. So it's going to be cool. It's going to be different. It's going to be kind of weird to see, like, yeah, like, who all's there. I'm excited. I'm excited. Because you know them ladies. Ladies, (laughs) Shit. You know what? (laughs) Them ladies. What's your goddamn mind? (laughs) You know the ladies out. (laughs) They out. (laughs) Ah, dude. That is the funnest part of Art Home, though, is because it is such a, just a random collection of people that you just meet all kinds of just, like, legit characters. Like, there's so many just weirdos, man. Like, and not even in a bad way. It's just everybody's, like, kind of quirky in their own, like, unique way. It's kind of cool. But then at the same time, everybody's also trying to be the exact same person, so it gets a little... Gets a little ha ha. You know what I'm saying? So, we'll find out. We'll find out. But I really got to piss, folks. I'm sitting here pee pee dancing. So, I'm going to drain the lizard and I'll be right back.
It's party rockers in the house tonight. Everybody just have a good time. And we gonna make you lose your mind. So we just wanna see you. Shake that. Ooh, 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 ee, ooh, ooh. Man, what a fucking era. Whatever happened to... Is that LMFAO or is that Black Eye? That, yeah, Party Rock is LMFAO. Whatever happened, bro. Whatever happened. Actually, the first time I ever heard Party Rock Anthem, I was at an Oklahoma Sooners game. And I don't know why I called them that, but... <laughs> was that a Sooners game? And... They had, like, one of those, like, in between, you know, it was like a timeout or something. They had, like, the big games pop. Oh, fuck, I didn't start my camera again. Shit. Hell, yeah. King of not freaking starting the camera right. There we go. Um. <laughs> but they do, like, this little timeout thing. And it was basically like a vote of like, what do you want the song of the game to be? And it was, you know, some other like poppy kind of bullshit. And one of them was like a country song. But one of them was called Party Rock Anthem. And I was like 12, maybe. And literally because it had rock in the name, I was like, oh, hell yeah, dude. It's going to be a freaking rock song. Like, badass. I'm voting for that one. So I voted for it on like my phone or some shit you had to text something and it ended up winning so they played the song and i was so pissed dude i was like what the fuck is this dude there's not even a freaking electric guitar how freaking it's called party rock anthem there's not there's no electric guitar what the fuck <laughs> It was literally my attitude. I was like, bro, this song sucks. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so what in the fuck is this? But man, I've got a fucking headache now. Holy shit. Like, just crept up right behind my eyes. Uh, I really don't get headaches that often. When I do, they're scary. Because I really don't get them that often, so I'm like, fucking, Imagine having fucking, imagine having migraines, bro. You just see spots, can't hear shit, light hurts you. (laughs) Like, what the hell? Fuck that. I was talking to a chick with Tourette's last night. But it, I guess she has like a non-verbal Tourette, so she'll just fucking be like, meh. <laughs> like, like her fucking arm will just pop up, like, Grr, you know. That's gotta be wild. That's gotta be wild. <laughs> she said some shit that killed me too. She was like, it's, she's like, it's not too bad, but on days when it's acting up, <laughs> it makes driving really scary. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine you're just driving all of a sudden you just fucking <laughs> just flip the shit. I mean that's a fucking that's her own personal hell. You see in my own personal hell, um 
I have a hairy wiener. <laughs> I get hair, plumb up the shaft, got to shave it off every now and then. Especially if I plan on laying on top of somebody. It's pretty tough. <laughs> but yeah, muscular Tourette sounds sounds pretty tough too. Not going to lie. <laughs> How badass would you have to be to get a, a disease named after you? Like, I've I've been having some weird shit with my eyes the last, like, summer. So, like, my eye pressure was really high, I guess. And I went to uh, the doctor a few days ago to, like, get a recheckup. And they basically put my head in a giant sphere and had me, like, click this little thing every time there was a light that went off. And I was supposed to just, like, stare at this little cross. You know, it's just, like, testing my peripheral vision. And I found out that my left eye fucking sucks. <laughs> my left eye is terrible. <laughs> With my right eye, for most of the time, I was just fucking... Deet, 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 deet. Like, as soon as they were popping up, like, I was aim training. Like, I was literally fucking killing that shit. And you do it for, like, a minute and a half, too. So, like... Halfway through, like, my fucking eye was getting tired. Like, I was seeing, like, this weird blue wave. <laughs> like, a big, like, kind of opaque blue spot popped up in front of my fucking vision. So, having to, like, really fucking focus in. But when we got to my left eye, old lefty ain't as consistent. I was like, all right, first, like, three or four, because, you know, they're all, like, pretty close together. I'm like, just boom, 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 easy. Get, you know, keep them coming, let's go. And then it was just, like, radio silence. Like, it was just like, beep, beep. Beep. <laughs> like, I would miss. <laughs> I would miss so many in between. And I, and I know, like, the, you know, I learned on the first pass that, like, the lights don't stop. They just keep going. Like, it doesn't, you know, they don't sit there and wait for you to click. They just keep flashing. So I knew that they were just keep going, and I was just staring hard as fuck and just wasn't seeing anything. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then I would glimpse what and be like, okay, there's what. And not see anything for, like, the next five and just, like, kind of click it a couple times to just be like, oh, I mean... I know the rhythm of it. Like, there should be one or two of these flashes in here. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see how that goes. They didn't tell me the results of that right away. And I also don't know if I'm supposed to keep taking these eye drops. I didn't ask. I do know the guy that was, like, giving me that test and has been, like, doing all, like, my little, you know, pre, like, the doctors coming in screenings. It's my homie Chase. Shout out to him. He's a he's a really cool dude and fucking small world ass situation. Like I'm just sitting in there. Damn, look at all that hair I just pulled out of my head. I'm sitting there <laughs> at the eye clinic. Like the first time I went, just going for my glasses. And like the the door just opens up and he's just like, you know, it's him. And I was like, what the fuck? So I'm talking to him a little bit, and he's just like, I don't even remember how he told me he got on there, but I don't know. I don't really have any more of that story without violating HIPAA. 
And now I feel like I got like low key eye doctor clout now because the last time I pulled up, the few days ago I walked in, and like there was a family like kind of standing there trying to check in and shit, and this Cherokee goddess was fucking behind the (laughs) was behind the counter. Ooh, she's uh. Let's let's just say I'd set my TP up real close to hers, buddy. And <laughs> as I get my uh, get my eyes done at the Cherokee Clinic, because I am part of the clan. Fuck you. <laughs> I know what I look like, but fuck you. Great grandma was Cherokee. You can suck my balls. But I was just kind of standing there chilling, kind of excited to talk to her, to be honest. And then it fucking <laughs> She, you know, was helping them, and, like, they showed up, like, an hour late for their appointment, which is, like, why they were standing there, why there was a kerfuffle. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and, uh, she was, like, giving them the rundown, and, like, as soon as, like, there was a chance to, like, say something to me, she was like, hey, I, you know, I already checked you in, Taylor. And I was like, come on. I know that. And she also, like, right before that, like, Chase was walking by, you know, and I, I waved at him, and uh, she fucking was like, yo, Taylor's here. I heard her say that shit, so, like, got low-key clout. <laughs> y'all, are y'all on the first-name basis with your high doctor receptionist? Because <laughs> I am. Except I have no idea what her name is. <laughs> Didn't ask. I was too enthralled with the informational Cherokee videos that they show. That's like my number one thing going to like all the Cherokee doctors and all the different clinics and stuff. It's like you just sit there and they have all these TVs on the wall. And they're playing some, it's a Cherokee owned channel. And it's like tell like little news stories and like little interviews and shit of like different things that's going on in the Cherokee community or like spotlights on different people. So it's pretty cool to watch. Um, this time I was watching one about this dude that's making pottery and he does it in like a traditional way and he also does it in like a, an actual way, but he does like a lot of, you know, Cherokee art and things like that on his pots. They're pretty badass. He has a son that's like taking over his business, you know, some real, some real wholesome dream type shit. But it got me thinking. I need to go back to the mud banks. And get me some goddamn clay. And make me some little men. Make me some sculptures. Because there's a uh, creek. That the real ones know. Shout out to Muscle Beach. Uh, it's down in. Uchi, Oklahoma. Right off the lake. Feeds right into it. Really cool creek. It's really trashy also because it's like a really cool creek and it's public. So there's just every type of person there all the time. And it's just trashy Delaware County people just posted up. You've heard me talk about it before, but there's a spot down there called Mudbanks. And it's called that appropriately because there's a giant like red clay bank that's like... 50 60 yards long and the water just kind of cuts on cuts underneath it and it's like a 10 foot 
you know, if the creek is high or low, depending, you know, it, it could be like a 12-foot wall of just solid clay. Like, there's a little bit of other dirt mixed in, but it's mostly clay. And I have an ashtray that I made a couple years ago. And it's just a clay bowl. That's all it is. And I had made clay stuff, like, whenever I was a kid before, you know, molding it and shit. And, uh, you know, not, like, baking it or anything like that, but just making, you know... A little fucking clay, whatever, usually a bowl. <laughs> I'm a bowl-making type of guy. You know, you can put stuff in it. And I have one, and we started using it as an ashtray, like, two or three years ago now. It had to have been, like, two years ago. And it's uh, it's really nice as an ashtray, and it just makes me look at it all the time, and it's functional, and, like, it's, you know, it's sturdy, uh, it's just kind of cool and it is from Mudbank which is like a childhood you know like homegrown you know there's a lot of nostalgia wrapped up in the mud banks, and it's just cool to me that it's from there so I'm wanting to go back to Mudbank and just get a big pile of clay and just sit there and try to make you know some other different little clay things fuck it right it's cool to have can decorate my house a little bit with some fucking <laughs> some clay shit maybe paint it who knows it would be cool one time for whatever I don't even know what the fuck it was but when my older brother Jake was in school he had to build some sort of like ancient house like a little like, you know, like a middle school project size, like, structure. I don't even know what the parameters were. I was, like, fucking seven. So I barely remember the damn thing. Or whenever it was going on. Um, it's still at my mom's house. Still standing, by the way. <laughs> and, and basically what... Is my dad was a brick mason. And, a, you know, laid a lot of concrete and things like that and as they worked with rock quite a bit and uh, for Jake's thing they basically got a bunch of like clay and like little bits of grass and stuff and made like little bricks like maybe two inches long by like an inch on all the other sides you know just like a little fucking rectangular prism <laughs> And uh, they stacked them up and, like, just made, like, this square, like, block brick house out of it. You know, it had, like, windows and a door and everything. And um, I was always, like, you know, it's fucking cool. It's a little thing. So I just had an idea a little bit ago. Maybe I'd try to build me a little fucking, a little, you know, a little fucking little building. A little, uh, a little hut. <laughs> somewhere my lego men can hide out i need to start fucking super gluing my lego pieces bro i broke another one the other day actually my friend billy broke it but you know <laughs> they're on like this kind of shaky shelf and he bumped it and it was a uh atst so like the chicken walkers from Star Wars and it fell over and the head just separated from the legs I think I could probably just stick it back on 
but I just haven't tried. Um, then Zayden broke my ATAT, which isn't the biggest L in the world because I kind of want to buy another one and incorporate the broken one into like a really cool Hoth scene. But you know, that all <laughs> that all um, depends on whether or not I want to use my disposable income on plastic or not. Uh, I've kind of been using it for other shit at the moment. Like the condoms I bang your mom with. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Roasted, dude. You're fucking done. If you just heard that, just go ahead and hang it up, buddy. Go home. Call in. <laughs> There's no recovering. I don't know. I think it was a good one. Got real with you. Got dirty with you. Got downright disgusting. Downright disgusting. And we're going to go to Art Home, man. It's going to be crazy. The whole reason we're going is because Zayden has a show. Um, JB or Solar Star, the guy who owns and operates Art Home, uh, hit him up to do a show at this festival that's going on in Tulsa this Friday. And going to be doing that business, man. Going to be taking him up there. I think it's like later in the evening, like later in the night. So we're probably going to go up there and hang out and shit. And I think Vanilla Ice is going to be there. Like, I haven't seen the lineup that day that Zayden and I were really looking at it. I don't remember if we were able to find, like, an actual lineup or not. But in the Instagram post that they did, they tagged Vanilla Ice and, like, some other, like, halfway, like, known people. But it was kind of funny because, like, what kind of festival is this that Vanilla Ice is headlining? (laughs) Like, what vibe are you going for? Because it's, like, a local... As far as I know, it's like more local artists. So I don't know how Vanilla Ice fits into the Tulsa music scene. But if it turns out that like f- because of the weed business or some shit, Vanilla has been hanging out in Tulsa or OKC or some shit and just been like an Oklahoma boy for some time, I'm going to lose my shit. I want it to be true so bad so I can hang out with him, bro. <laughs> so I can be so I can be Lil Ice. Sign me up, bro. I'll be the polar bear. Dude, hanging out with Vanilla Ice would be so fucking sick. He's the coolest. He's gotta be the, the jiggiest white boy to ever walk. <laughs> like Eminem's cool and all. But is he Ice Ice Baby? I don't think so. And even, like, name another Vanilla Ice song, also. The guy might be one of the biggest one-hit wonders ever. Because I really don't know another Vanilla Ice song. I'm not even going to look it up, either. I thought about going down the rabbit hole, but honestly, like, what more do you need? Stop collaborating and listen, motherfuckers. T-Morg is back with a brand new invention. And it's called 
the man's prayer because you know what folks i'm just gonna go ahead and wrap this one up it's been a great podcast so far uh looking forward to seeing Zayden play this week i'll give you a rundown of that and uh you know i'm looking to have more call of duty guests on too soon so get to see more people from like the cgi and the crl scenes and uh gonna talk a little more in that space so i'm excited for that keep on the lookout follow me on twitter tmorg20 good after morning on instagram good after morning on youtube and i'm streaming on twitch you can catch me playing hardcore randomized nuzlocks and i'm kicking ass right now i'm about to beat black two i'm right before the elite four i gotta build my elite four team and then get at it so try to tune into that if you can on the road to 50 followers i think i've got 30 something now trying to get up there get the affiliate status you know doing that grind but let's end it with the lord's prayer folks at the the lord's prayer this ain't no our father it's that man's prayer it's a little different shout out to jesus bow your heads please i am a man and i can change if i have to i guess Keep your stick on the ice, folks. Don't stick your dick in a toaster. And this has been T. Moore coming at you from the Beats by Dr. Dre Super Zoot Blunt Lab and Podcast Center brought to you by Beats by Dr. Dre Volume 4.